The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yow, joined as always by Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, here with you on this post-Christmas Monday morning, and we welcome you guys in to talk a little high school sports, college sports, pro sports. We got it all for you right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Before we get into it, though, we welcome in... My co-host, Mo Patton. How was your Christmas, Mo? Very nice, very quiet, very different. Um, obviously, right? yeah. Um, just, just very subdued. Um, just different, but but happy to happy to um, spend some time with the more immediate members of my family and and. Um, just have a nice Christmas. We um, we did something different. We had steak and potatoes for for Christmas dinner. I mean, if it's going to be different, just go all the way different. So, <laughs> my grandmother does that. She 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 goes and, and gets steaks cut from the the market, and every year that's her thing. I mean, we she does steaks every year, which I, I don't typically go to my grandmother's house for Christmas because that's where we go for Thanksgiving. But uh, mm-hmm. I do like to go down there. When I can, because <laughs> well, um, steaks yeah, are nice. Steaks are nice. You know, we usually our th- our Christmas dinner is usually a lot like our Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. which is cool for me. But um, you know, <laughs> like I'm have, fine with that. I, I'm absolutely fine with that. But you know, we we didn't have the people around, and and we just thought, you know, let's just keep it low key. So. But it was nice. I'm, I, I'm I'm here for that though. I I'm always down for a good steak on on a holiday. It's it, again, like you said, it's different. It's unique, and uh, could be like me. I, I ate a bunch of ham sandwiches that you couldn't taste. Exactly. I mean, because why do anything crazy when I don't need to? So, I mean, it was good for me though. I, I was fine with it. I assume um, your taste is still not back. No, I, I mean, I was actually telling JP before we uh, got on the air that um, citrus, I can taste citrus, like lemons and orange juice. I mean, it's not it's not a complete taste, but like it's it's pretty prevalent, much more so than anything else. So that's unique. Uh, it would be interesting that, to. It would be interesting to do a blind taste test with you to <laughs> see if you could tell what what anything, anything was what anything is. Yeah, yeah. We're just we're gonna give you some mush. Good luck. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would imagine there are some things that you can tell from a texture standpoint, but 
Sure. But from a taste standpoint, you know, you know, tomato soup versus cream of chicken or something like that. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Uh, that uh, soups, I would be useless. <laughs> I would absolutely useless. Sarah made some some uh, chicken noodle soup, and I didn't taste any of it, not one drop. <laughs> so, I mean, it's wild, man. man. I, I'm telling you, it's it's so weird. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I will say this though, and and I'm. I'm taking a 30,000 foot view of it but I mean I would think if you've got to have some symptoms there are worse symptoms to have the only issue that I have with this one is from what I understand from others who have had this particular symptom is it is a very long term symptom Hmm. as in like a month or two yeah so that's my biggest issue with it Um, I would much rather have you know, maybe some, I, I don't know, something that would not be as long term, but I, I just have to would be like, worse while you had it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, I, I guess that the biggest, you know, the biggest thing for me is the mental aspect. Like you can't let it get to you mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's because eventually you're just going to be like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it, it, I mean, it, it's going to weigh on you mentally. So just got to get through these, you know, six weeks or so. Hopefully that's all it takes. Um, we and, do want to send best wishes out to um, Independence Football and Wrestling yes. Assistant Coach Orlando Pillow, who is dealing with some far worse symptoms of COVID-19 and is currently in the hospital for the second time. and um, Yeah, and there's a GoFundMe out there. Um, I'm not sure. We need to find that and tweet it out. But, but, yeah, um, we need to retweet that because there is a GoFundMe yeah. out there. But, yeah, it's uh, it's not easy. It's not easy yeah. to deal with. I've got a lot of friends who are dealing with it right now, one of which is in the hospital uh, on top of being a Jags fan. Hey, well, hey, he should feel pretty good right now, and unless Trevor (laughs) decides to come back for next year, (laughs) I think uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is uh, he's much happier with the fact that Jacksonville is going to be the landing spot. I mean, I would be. Yeah, Duval. There's. I mean, just for the just for the, the the weather. I mean, nobody wants to play in New York in December, or I'm sorry, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so stayed oh, across man. from I stayed across from that stadium once about 12 years ago Vanderbilt played in a sweet 16 up there and um it's it's not a great area I can't imagine no 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 it's it's not a lot of fun it is a short drive into Manhattan though so there's well, that <laughs> I don't know that I'd be driving in that area I, I just don't know I've never been there so I, I feel like well, it's a bad place to drive. It's not a great place place to drive, but you know I'm a Southern boy and I'm used to driving everywhere. And and yeah, so you know, it's understandable. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I guess we should talk some sports. Maybe might not be a I, bad idea. <laughs> we do appreciate you guys tuning in. Do want to say. Um, 
that you know obviously we lost Phil Necro over the weekend and that was a big loss for older Braves fans than I I'm sure you guys remember him he played his last game when I was one year old so I don't remember him well I do remember him and as someone said between um between the trade of Hank Aaron and the debut of Dale Murphy, uh, Phil Necro was about the only thing that made the Braves worth watching every, probably every fourth day back then. <laughs> it's funny and, you say that because my dad would tell me the story about how uh, my granddad would ask him, who's pitching for the Braves tonight? And dad would be like, Phil Necro. He's like, does that SOB pitch every night? <laughs> well, Fortunately for the Braves, just about, because he was the only one that basically gave them a chance to win during that stretch there. I mean, um, and with the knuckleball, I mean, again, it's it's not very taxing. Thank goodness. I think he, um, he retired at the age of 48. So, you know, you don't get that kind of longevity if you're not throwing the knuckler unless you're Nolan Ryan, and he was just a freak. But, um yeah, he he was about the only thing that made them watchable during the late seventies before um before Murphy in nineteen eighty two and the thirteen and zero start and that kind of thing. So um, you know, hate to see this another. You know, like you said, for for some of your older listeners and some of your older co hosts, this is another blow. Did you guys see that all twenty twenty? Uh, team that somebody, I, my buddy Mike Seal, I believe, is who tweeted it out. Um, he had a rest in peace 2020 major league lineup first baseman Bob Watson, second baseman Joe Morgan, shortstop Tony Fernandez, third base Dick Allen, catcher Biff Pocoroba. Pocoroba. Pokeroba, outfielders yeah. Lou Brock, Al Kaline, Claudel Washington, DH Jimmy Wynn, pitchers Whitey Ford, Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver, Mike McCormick, Don Larson, Phil Necro, and Ed Farmer. All died in 2020. That's pretty amazing. Uh, the fact that he had that, that you can have a team. <laughs> an, an entire team and a pretty dang good one. I was wondering where Dick Allen was going to be, so third base. Okay. All right, that's that's solid. Oh, wild man, absolutely wild. Twenty twenty uh, going twenty twenty. You could have a heck of a concert after the game too, right, man? Anyway, oh, let's uh before we get into the rest of the show, which we have, uh, we want to tell you about some all state selections, all region selections in the next segment. We'll talk about the Titans in this hour. We've got Chip Walters coming up in hour two. Um, Music City Bowl is canceled and we may have had the best football game of the season over the weekend and we'll tell you about the match, the bowl matchups that are uh, going to happen and talk about those just a little bit but first let's go over some uh, of our high school hoops action from last week and tonight this is the rundown. 
um, summertime went back to Portland over the um, over the holidays. Went up there for a second straight day after um, splitting a pair of games on Monday. Went up and played the third place game against Ravenwood and picked up a 72-55 victory, making them two and one at that event, all against AAA competition. So, big week for the Lady Eagles. Yes, and tonight they were scheduled to play again tonight, but they their game was canceled. So, Summertown will not play tonight. But the Hampshire girls will travel over to Stewart County, and they will play at 3 p.m. today. Columbia Central scheduled to play at Good Pasture, a doubleheader starting at 4.30. And Lipscomb Academy boys will travel to Columbia Academy. That's a boys-only game, and it starts at 6 p.m. at Anderson Fieldhouse. In the State Farm Classic at Riverdale, and it sounds like Chris may have some information that I don't. but um, Just happened to see them tweet it. Okay. Independence's girls are scheduled to play against Cannon County at 2.30 p.m. after a Blackman-Macon County matchup. Again, Summertown and Portland were scheduled to play at 4. Apparently that game is not taking place. Um, so Providence Christian and Riverdale will play at some point. And the Cannon County boys will play the host Warriors later today. Um, again, not sure exactly what's going on with that schedule but well I, I, i'm not sure why it just said this season continues to require flexibility the game against portland has been canceled they're attempting to replace the game but tuesday and wednesday are still a go so it appears that it's not anything to do with Summertown's team which is a good thing <laughs> that is a good thing uh in the summit girls classic franklin and father ryan will play at 2 30 today and the host summit Lady Spartans will host Nolansville at 4 o'clock today. So that will be the start of the Summit Girls Classic. And we've got basketball tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Saturday this week. Keep it tuned to sm-tnsports.com or right here on The Rundown. You can hear that every single day that uh, there is games to be had. We will have a rundown for you as quickly as we can get it to you in that information. So we appreciate you guys. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the TSWA All-State teams. The Class 5A and Class 6A teams were announced, uh, I guess, about midnight last night because that's when it seems like it went up on the website. <laughs> yeah, that is about when it went up on the website. Somebody was um, burning the midnight oil. So, you know, little little all-state elves came along and dropped that. <laughs> the the all-state <laughs> elves. Well, we'll, we'll tell you uh, about... What local players made those Class 5A and 6A teams? And we'll give you the entire teams, of course, when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. 
While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint here. WKOM. As we near the bottom of the nine o'clock hour, plenty of sports news to talk about because, as I said on the other side of the break, um, the All State Ferry, I guess. <laughs> it, you know, it helps JP when uh, when you have a TSWA. Hall of Famer and uh, are, are you I know you're on the committee are you a board member you're the treasurer hey, yeah. secretary secretary treasurer yeah yeah so we get we, we get a little inside information sometimes JP we know when it happens <laughs> we know before it happens yes <laughs> as it's happening oh. you know sometimes it's good to good to know people it's good to be people <laughs> i want to know more, more about these elves uh, that's yeah, all state elves yeah it's one of my favorite uh, mitch hedberg jokes he talks about it's all about who you know and i know crackle i might snap crackle and pop yep there you go the elves <laughs> so i know crackle <laughs> Yeah, um, no, we got the we got those. Um, basically, it's set up so that they can be in print um, editions this morning, and so in order to allow digital outlets to have it at virtually the same time, it's it's good to go at twelve oh one. So. If you just can't wait to see the Class 3A and 4A All-State teams, if you're up late tonight, they will be on SM-10 Sports about 1201. 1203. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if, if you just can't wait, um, it'll, it'll certainly be there when you wake up in the morning. But if you just want to see it, you know, hot off the screen, check it out around 1203-ish, and it'll be there. I need to go check our drafts folder. Hold on. <laughs> no, it's not there yet. It's what the not there yet? Yeah. Oh man, we did have four local mm-hmm. players who made Class Six A and Class Five A um, all state teams. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Sp- specifically, um, we had one and six and three and five. So, but um, 
But the region, region 66A was well represented. Surprisingly so. Well, not necessarily surprisingly, but it kind of took me by surprise as I went through it and realized the number of kids from region 66A that were on there. So, Yeah, I, I mean, names you expect, though. I mean, nobody when you really, think about it, yeah, yeah, nobody you don't you don't go really, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess he's in that region too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Um, one of them being senior quarterback Jackson Campbell, who was uh, an all-state selection last year, but not a quarterback. No. No, um, made the transition from one of the top defensive backs in the state to one of the top quarterbacks in the state um, this season and earned himself a scholarship to Navy in the process. So big year out of him. Really, really happy for that kid. Um, And I think this recognition just falls in line with his performance from this past year. I think it was I think it was a no brainer. Yeah, when you look I, at the numbers. I mean, it's it's not even close for me. And he shares that first team offense with Cade Granzow, who obviously very good, but in all honesty, just knowing what Brentwood had around Granzow and what Campbell had around him. I think Campbell elevated his players a little bit better. Uh, very good, very good football player, and he he is going to continue a legacy of Middle Tennessee quarterbacks at Navy. Oh, no I didn't doubt, know there was a legacy. There, <laughs> you better ask somebody. No, um, I, I, when I read it, I was like, my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah, Keenan Reynolds from Good Pasture, kind of kind of got it rolling. And um, Malcolm Perry from Kenwood as well. And the story for uh, the story on Malcolm Perry was he was virtually pulled out of the stands for his first action at Navy. He was set to redshirt pretty much, and they had a couple of injuries during the game. And he was at the game, and they're like, "Dude, go get dressed," you know. So um, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a cool story. <laughs> But, I do. Um, I do have to ask this though. So there's no tight ends, obviously, because I think Ty Lockwood would have been an option at tight end if there'd been. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you would think. Uh, I think um, Jake Brenningstool is is your tight end. Slight, is your tight end, but I think um, I think for for um, consistency purposes, I think you probably have wide receiver slash tight ends and. You know, to be fair, if you watch Ravenwood, they did split him out quite a bit. Quite a bit, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, Brenning's still obviously on that list, yeah. And then yeah. Fisher Anderson. Fisher Anderson, the, the junior lineman from Franklin, one of a handful of juniors, not a bunch. Um, Walker Merrill from Brentwood also made the team, along with um, Ravenwood linebacker Junior Colson, Brentwood linebacker Spencer Rich, and Brentwood defensive back John House. Colson is a Michigan signee. House is headed to Vanderbilt. 
Merrill's going to Tennessee. Brenning Stool is headed to Clemson. So a lot of talent there. And, and Granzel signed a baseball scholarship with Auburn. So I think he is planning on playing football, though. Yeah, he's planning on playing football, but he signed a baseball scholarship. Right. Um, that'll be interesting. Him and Harson down there. Uh, I'll be intrigued to see how that works out. But, you know, this kind of goes back. JP asked me a few weeks ago about the talent level that we've seen here relative to what it was in previous years and that kind of thing. Again, as you go over what I just said, Navy, Auburn, Clemson, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, um, Michigan. Yeah. That and and Anderson and Anderson is gonna go big time power five next Wherever year. Wherever he wants. <laughs> yeah. About. yeah, six seven, two eighty five, you know, played basketball last year, so he's got the feet. He's wrestling for the Admirals this year to, you know, work on some things to make him even better on the gridiron as if he needs that. So it's It'll be it'll be fun to see where he winds up after next year. Yes, it will. Let's talk about Class Five A for a second. Moving on to because we had three mm-hmm. local locals on uh, this team: Destin Wade, the Mister Football finalist, which is an automatic All State selection. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, it feels like that's kind of obvious. <laughs> it, it it is kind of obvious, but you know sometimes if you get like if you get three quarterbacks that are Mister Football finalists, it kind of makes makes a tough situation there. It's, it's you know you kind of ran into before we decided to do that. You know who do we leave off because you you, you try not to have three quarterbacks on an all state team. Yeah, but sometimes it, it can't be sometimes. helped. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to get around making that decision. Well done on your part. Thank you. TS, TSWA. We try. <laughs> we but yeah, try. Destin Wade, a first te- I'd say first team. It, there's only one team. All-state right. quarterback. Um, also on the offensive side, uh, Cooper Koch, the big summit center, who is going to certainly – have some options to play at the next level. And uh, Carter Sidlowski from Columbia Central. Yeah. and Not surprising there. Yeah. Heck of a season. I mean, he was the top lineman for the Lions, and and they were um, pretty productive offensively over the course of the season. Um, Had a quarterback that threw for 1,400-plus yards, a a 600-yard receiver, and a 500-yard rusher. And – you know, also got it done on the defensive side of the ball. He mm-hmm. was pretty much the guy that they could not play without. and um, Even though so they had great. to a couple times. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and didn't necessarily go so well. But <laughs> um, great, great honor for him. Great to see that for him. Um, congratulations to him and to um, Destin Wade and Cooper Koch as well. And the teams in their entirety, again, thanks to the – all state elves are on the website sm-tnsports.com. So. so, like you said, class three A and four A will be announced tonight, mm-hmm. uh, or technically in the morning. 
<laughs> overnight. Yeah. Uh, after midnight, they'll be available on the website, so you'll definitely want to check those out. Um, which I mean, we have we have what one four A team? Is that it? And I don't. Yeah, yeah, we have Spring Hill is the only four A team in our area. I mean, in in in, in the, the websites coverage area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we will have some some guys from Region Four Four A that will be on that team, so you can kind of look out and listen up for for those early in the morning or here on the show. So, yeah, uh, you know, really impressed with our coverage area and how not just how well they're represented on all state teams, but it, it's it's been a really good year. An exciting year covering some very good football teams, obviously Summit, but Independence was right there with everybody. I mean, they, you know, had had state finalist Brentwood on the ropes and you know, very well could have won that game and just I got to see them play Franklin, which was a lot of fun. Franklin beat that Summit team. They're only loss of the year so just a, a a lot of really good football the uh the the parody in middle tennessee is pretty cool it's pretty great to watch it's been very some very competitive football this fall in particular and um you know as you talk about franklin and independence and summit they're going to be half of region 7 6a next year along with ravenwood yeah. Centennial and who am I leaving out? Brentwood. It'll be a six-team region. That region is just that's brutal. Yeah, again, as, as we've mentioned, you know, you're you're going to have four teams. You're going to have six teams, four of which have either played for or won a state title in the last five years. And all of the coaches that coach them in those state championship games will be on the sideline. That is that's special, man. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I will say this though. It's a uh, region 7, right? Region mm-hmm. 7 6A next year. Yeah. <laughs> is the case study for uh the argument against my <laughs> my playoff scenario. <laughs> yeah, so. because that fourth place team is going to be pretty salty yeah <laughs> and and even that fifth place team will be pretty dang good as well i mean you're you're gonna have the it's gonna be a war every night out you know yeah it, it will be absolutely a war so again those all state teams are available sm-tnsports.com uh, we tweeted the link out on Twitter, obviously. <laughs> you can't tweet anywhere else. <laughs> uh, at SM underscore T and sports. Follow us there. Uh, you can get all the latest news uh, and information on Twitter and the website. Uh, when we come back from a quick break, um, we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans, unfortunately, because, man, talk about trash can juice. In so many not only, ways. In, in, not only from the Titans, because there was plenty of trash can juice to be had, 
but uh, some officiating woes certainly did not help the situation last night as the Titans fell to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into that on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yalmo, Patton, J.P. Plant with you here. It's a quarter till 10 o'clock. That is a term that I learned far too late in life. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about what's, uh, what's something that you learned far too late in life, and that is one of them. So I definitely thought it was 25 minutes for a long time at least I was probably 15 years old before I, uh, I was before I was learned and that was only because I was late getting somewhere you gotta turn your mic ten, on ten now. minutes late huh <laughs> that would have been early but it was a quarter after not a quarter till so yes I was <laughs> they told me to be somewhere at a quarter after and I was like well it's 925 it was not <laughs> uh, I missed church that morning oh, they were really angry I'll tell you if you if you watch the it's a southern thing videos um, the guy who does bless your rank Matt Mitchell he's a heavyset guy bald beard yeah anyway uh, he's a, my, my best friend growing up we, we were literally best friends from second from second grade to the time we graduated um but his parents used to take me to church and they came to pick me up one day and they told me to be there at a quarter after and uh, be ready they would be there at a quarter after and uh yep i was late getting ready we were late to church it was my fault mm-hmm. anyway that's how i learned though sometimes it's just you know you you gotta you gotta learn the the hard way experience gets you going oh <laughs> <sighs> trying to avoid talking about the titans uh, yeah i was i was trying to figure out what exactly the titans <laughs> learned the hard way last night other than everything bad officiating can cost you i'm i'm really disappointed in mike variable and how he is lumping rashawn evans's illegal hands to the face into stupid stuff that we can't do when 
when he goes back and looks at that play, yeah, I and, think he's going to change sees, that team. And, and sees Rashawn Evans's jersey getting pulled away from his shoulder pads and his body by the Green Bay offensive lineman that he could not get disengaged from on that play. I I, I hope he's going to rethink this. I, I think he may he not, but well, I mean, he's not the only one who who thought that I mean I think you and I were the only two people on Twitter defending Rashawn Evans on that play. <laughs> I mean everybody was was giving him the the business on on Twitter but I I think you're right if you if you go back and you watch that play again you go man he 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 got out, he got away. I mean he was outside the the numbers he was outside the the, the tackles grasp and yeah would have made would have made the play himself had he not been held you know held so and undressed then of, co- of course that turns a fourth and long into a touchdown drive that mm-hmm. allows the packers to go up 12 nothing and i think that was a big momentum swing too uh not that i think that any of the officiating last night would have made much of a difference um it's tough to say officiate yeah it's tough to say officiating makes a difference in a 26 point ball game but at the same time it certainly changes the chain of events after that i mean josh kalu getting called off sides on a play where they block a field goal and return it did they score on that no they didn't return no but they took it down inside the down inside the 10 it was Um, 18 but yeah okay that being said you're right but turned out that it was actually better probably because they didn't we score a lot quicker on the on that ensuing drive <laughs> if uh and then Aaron Rodgers gets the ball back instead of <laughs> the Titans you know taking a what was it about about a 62 yard drive i think they were at the 32 or something maybe the yeah. 31 something like that so it may have been a 68 yard drive uh and leaving about 37 seconds on the clock uh, where, whereas had they been 18 yards away, <laughs> Rodgers gets the ball back. So, but obviously that that was a poor call. The missing a hold on Rashawn Evans and then calling him for a foul was ridiculous. All right, and then not seeing uh, Aaron Jones stepping out of bounds was just egregious. That was an egregious error. The guy was looking right at him. What are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, if you can't make that call, then what can you see? Exactly. I mean, that was and, and that you know, was bad. And and initially, my thought is, you know, Vrabel should have should have challenged that, but he didn't have you time. Know, it, 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 well, it shouldn't have been a play that needed to be challenged. Though. Well, so let me ask you this: What do you think about allowing booth reviews outside of two minutes in the NFL? I think. I think if the objective is to get it right, then every play should be reviewed by the booth and somebody should be able to call down, particularly on boundary plays, that kind of thing. Not necessarily penalties, but certainly inbounds, out of bounds, that kind of thing. Somebody should be able to call down and say, hey, he was out. Hey, no, he was in, whatever, you know. 
again, you you probably don't want to get into calling penalties from the booth, but that type play in particular probably should be reviewable without I, I, without a challenge. I would agree. I mean, obviously, I think I understand the idea. Um, and Clayton Harris is exactly <laughs> right. It's not their idea, so therefore the NFL is not going to do it because college, yeah, college does it, so the NFL is not going to. Um, just not just not a good night for the Titans on offense or defense. The offensively, they just could never get anything going. Um, both touchdowns were. They scored guess, right before the half, and they scored coming out coming out of the locker room and that was and typically when you do that that's good typically when you do that like you're in a good position yeah but it went from a five-point game to getting shellacked (laughs) um (laughs) the rest of the way they scored it was almost like a, a a tennessee volunteers game where the titans scored and then let their opponents run off a bunch unanswered (laughs) yeah I mean, from nineteen fourteen, what they scored three the rest of, three touchdowns to close mm-hmm. it out. Green Bay did. Right. Um, you and, know, and the, I was so I, close. I I picked that. I picked the over at fifty four and a half, and it was fifty four. <laughs> wow. Hey. Oh. Those guys in Vegas, they know what they're doing, don't they? They do, man. I thought Aaron <laughs> Rodgers at two ninety nine and a half was free money, as bad as the the Titans, but he didn't have to throw it. Yeah, you didn't so. count on Aaron Jones and 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 AJ Al- Dillon. Dillon, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost but, said Austin um, Dillon. The, almost said Corey Dillon. But the this good is thing not NASCAR. is, yeah, uh, the the good thing is they got this one out of their system, hopefully, and they they go on to Houston. Um, still with it, with everything in front of them. I mean, they can still win the AFC South. Um. And they control their own destiny. All they got to do is go and go and beat the Texans. And as as JJ Watt said, the Texans are terrible. Yeah, but that kind of scares me. Hmm. I mean that that particularly scares me because when JJ Watt gets gets under their crawl and lights a little hmm. fire, hey, we need to finish this year off on a high note going into next year. And the Titans, obviously, <laughs> they're, they're going to yeah. – I will say this. Last night, third down and fourth down efficiency, Titans stopped Green Bay on 50% of their third down and fourth downs, which is – I know that sounds – that's lower than their average. <laughs> that's lower than right. their average. Right. Right. Which is, you know, if, if that can continue, obviously the elements last night were not ideal for – for the Titans, I, I thought that it would help Tennessee, but obviously, I feel like maybe Derrick Henry needs. Oh, what was that? Um, I feel like Derrick Henry is not a run it up the gut type of guy. He's not. I mean, obviously, he's a big power back, but he really relies on that cutback, well, being able to stick is, his foot in the ground. I don't know that that's all a Derrick Henry thing. I mean, I think we saw some 
deficiencies up front last night, mm-hmm. both in running the ball no and in pass pro. I mean, I'm not They're sure that this is pro. a. I'm not sure that this is a power blocking offensive line. Right. I mean, they're, they're, that's what I'm saying is they are a they're a slide mm-hmm. uh, zone blocking type of offensive line, which is why Derek needs the ability to put his foot in the ground and find and cut. And, cut. and last night he couldn't do that because of the elements. And that's just, you know, that's unfortunate. He still had nine yards, mm-hmm. which is not great on 23 carries. But, you know, a couple turnovers from Ryan Tannehill, which were, you know, uncharacteristic. Very. And, you know, you show me this line and I go, I'm sorry, did uh, did did Ryan Tannehill think he was playing for Miami last night? Or <laughs> 11 for 24, 121 yards, a touchdown and two picks. That's a, that's a Miami Dolphins. Ryan that's Tannehill definitely line. a Miami Dolphins Ryan Tannehill performance right there. And that'll get you beat 40 to 14. But yeah. um, it's, it's unfortunate, but. I'm just trying to stay. I'm just trying to to stay positive, like you said. We still win the division next week. And realistically, I mean, again, given what Aaron Rodgers has done all year, but particularly here over this last little bit, given what the Titans' secondary has looked like all year, but particularly this last little bit, did you really expect? Uh, you might not have expected forty to fourteen, but did you expect the Titans to go to Green Bay and win? I didn't. Not that's in what this weather. If if it I, had not been snowing, I think we had a chance. I, I never thought this was going to be a good situation for the Titans, and that's why the Indianapolis Pittsburgh game earlier yesterday was so vital that the Steelers win that thing, and that's why I was ready to pull my hair out when I finally got TV back, thanks AT&T, in the third quarter, and it was 24-7 Colts. Yeah, I was frustrated, to say the least. As so, I, Full disclosure, I rooted for the Steelers uh, for much of last year. Joined the Steelers group on uh, Facebook, Nashville Steelers fans, and they were frustrated too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they, were. They, they were pretty ticked early, but uh, turns out the Steelers get win. They get come back, and man, what a performance by Big Ben in the second half! Um, you know, you just you that gotta, entire team. You got to take your your. Hat off to that Steeler defense, though, as well. I mean, I saw My a graphic. Goodness. Pittsburgh scored three touchdowns in 10 minutes and some change. Defense had to get the ball back twice. So. And they did. So, well done. Thank you, Steelers. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, the Titans will have a chance next week to clinch the AFC South. If they lose, they may not make the playoffs. So, that could be wild. Um yeah, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a ten win team that doesn't make the playoffs out of the AFC. That's crazy, but uh, is what it is. All it's right, it is, it, exactly. It is the ten o'clock hour on the other side of a break. We will visit with our friend Chip Walters, the voice of the MTSU Blue Raiders. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned.
The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Five minutes after the 10 o'clock hour, Chris Yow here with you on WKOM, joined by Mo Patton, JP Plant. It's a, it's a fun Monday because we got bowl games, we've got high school hoops action starting pretty early today. Uh, my, my guess is I think one o'clock is our early game, the earliest game. It's over at Riverdale. If you're, I, I I guess the the restrictions are, I don't know how they're dealing with the TWSAA attendance restrictions, but um, my advice to you would be subscribe to NFHS Network and just find the game you want to watch on TV. <laughs> That's uh, that's the best way to watch high school hoops right now. Yeah, you got to turn your mic on, Mo. I pushed the button. <laughs> I pushed the button. Push the button. Yeah, I, I would think you're going to have to clear the the gym between games, and, and it, it's yeah, you're right. NFHS is certainly a nice option. Do that. <laughs> and FHS is your best option. Do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no temp checks. <laughs> Some so you, you can watch it from the luxury of your couch. If you just uh, you can't cast NFHS Network from the app to your TV. I found that out, but you can download it on Roku. If you have a Roku or a Fire Stick sure. or something like that, you can get the app there. And uh, you can watch it. But uh, so that's what I will probably be doing if I don't get out to a game today. Um, but another team who's back, the MTSU Lady Raiders. They are back in action this week. And to talk about that and other Blue Raider sports, we are joined by Chip Walters. Um, he's brought to you each week by the law office of Blake Kelly. Give Blake a call, 615-305-4539. Or visit his page on Facebook or Instagram, specializing in accident and injury law throughout the mid-state. So, yeah. And he's open 24 hours. Just call him anytime. You can do that. Wake <laughs> At <him> least up. <laughs> did you get hurt? Did you fall in the middle of Walmart at, at 2 in the morning? Call Blake. <laughs> call Blake. There you go. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. man. Absolutely. Chip Walters joins us now. Chip, welcome in. How you doing, boys? How are you How doing, doing Christmas? Say hey again. You there? How was your Christmas? I'm here. Uh, well, you know, it was um, abbreviated. Um, I, I, I did make a trip to uh, 
to Columbia on Christmas Eve, and, uh, you know, we just did a little uh, exchanging of gifts and dropping off some food. And, and uh, again, you know, it was a little bit different this year, just kind of like everything else is, but, um, but uh, we're able to check the relatives out and see them and, and uh, headed on back. But otherwise, pretty laid back and uh, unfortunately got, you know, stuck watching, watching the news all day Christmas Day. Just incredible. But, uh, you know, all in all, we're, uh, you know, we're trying to get through, get through 2020, get the conference basketball season started this weekend and go from there. Did you take ashes and switches to your sister? That's what I want to know. Well, would there have been any other proper gift? For your sister? No. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Then you're, you're right. So. <laughs> Chip's sister is Spring Hill teacher and cheerleader coach Ann Springer, and she listens sometimes, I think. And so, Ann, Merry Christmas. Enjoy your ashes and switches. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. There's, a, there's enough like, trees on that on that farm out there uh, on Carter's Creek to, to to come up with a few switches for sure. She could return the favor if she so chose, huh? That's right. So I tread lightly. I tread lightly. I, I understand. Chip, um, as as Chris was saying, the men's and women's basketball team swing back into action later this week. Um, Women go in on a bit of a high note, but it's been forever ago that eighty four sixty four win over Lipscomb on December twentieth was um, the last yeah. outing. But yeah. I would think they have to feel pretty good about themselves. Well, you know, you know they they go back. They, they want to get they put you know a couple wins back to back against Troy and um, and Lipscomb, and even prior to that, they played well in a road loss at. Uh, at TCU, played well against Tulane, uh, and you know they, you know, I, I think they feel like they've gotten most of their pieces together, and um, and now they, they get to go into conference play, and they'll start out with two games at home uh, against FIU on Friday and Saturday. So, you know, good opportunity to get off on the right foot against a team that you know they have traditionally uh held serve against pretty well and on top of that you have uh anastasia hayes who's already been named conference usa player of the week three times already and was mid-major national player of the week uh what the week before christmas so she has been she's just been uh, as Dick Vitale would say, she has been a stat sheet stuffer for sure. She's hmm. been a PT peer as well. I mean, twenty eight point eight points per game to this point. That's um, that's getting it done offensively. It is, and you know, you, I mean, you look back and over Coach Ensel's career at Middle, and he has really just had a knack, you know, of uh, of, of having a player almost year in, year out. I mean, you go all the way back to, you know, Patrice Holmes through uh, Chrissy Givens and Alicia Clark and Ebony Rowe. All these young ladies, you know, were in the top – several of them led the nation in scoring. 
but he's he's had one that's been in the top five or ten, and you know Anastasia is a prime candidate for that with the the skill set that she has and the ability to score the basketball. So you know I, I've got a feeling it's going to be one of those years where you know Anastasia is going to be in the in the hunt for the the scoring title in all of women's basketball this year. She's fun to watch because she's not only scoring, but uh, I mean. The, the percentage of, of, of the offense that goes through her by either scoring or assists has got to be in the what mid eighties, I guess. If not, you know, so because she's she can put it in the hole, and she also knows knows how to find the open man when they collapse on her. You got to love a scoring point guard. Hmm. Oh, I know. And uh, and the thing is, you know, she's had, she's had to move to point because her sister. Was out, Ace, Aislinn Hayes, and uh, but they get, you know, they should have her back this week, and uh, be at full strength going into to this FIU series. And you know they've had some COVID issues to deal with, and and hopefully they've got a good bit of that behind them at this point. And and uh, and, and, and so the, the, you know everybody is now holding their breath. You know every coach, men and women. Uh, across the country is if, if they had kids that went home for Christmas, uh, you know, getting them back, getting them tested, uh, making sure you're, you've got, uh, you stay positive and test negative. That's, that's the, the, the rule of thumb <laughs> these days. Uh, is, uh, and, and now like the guys, you know, lost a couple of games right before Christmas uh, against Bellerman uh, because of a couple of, positive test that came in now they've gotten everybody back they tested uh, on Sunday or on uh, they tested on Saturday and uh, got those test results back and got I think they had one that's having to wait out a test result but everybody else was good to go they started back practice yesterday they're going twice again today because they will be traveling to FAU to start uh, the season on Friday and Saturday yeah, this is a it's it's definitely a weird season, and one of the weird things about this year is the scheduling of Conference USA games. How it, was this? This isn't normal, right? The the way that they're doing these no. games back, on back to back days, like they don't normally do this. <laughs> no, no, you know you normally will play Thursday, Saturday, uh, but you know you look around college basketball this year. Uh, Sun Belt Conference USA, Ohio Valley, uh, A Sun—they're all playing. They're all doing a similar schedule, where you play the same opponent two games in a row. The reasoning behind it: uh, number one, you, you cut a day off travel, which is the money-saving part of it. Which they're all looking to cut expenses right now because of mm-hmm. you know expenses are up anyway, and you have uh, your revenue sources are down. But you also you cut down on the amount of potential exposure. Like for instance, we would normally this would normally be a trip where you would play FIU on Thursday, FAU on Saturday, or vice versa. Well, you know now you're only being exposed to one other group of players, coaches, and probably officials, uh, and and so. You're also not going like for uh, another road trip would probably be a better example like Charlotte Old Dominion. 
so you're not getting on a plane on Friday to go between the two. You're kind of going in, setting up a home base, building your own little bubble for the weekend, and and, and then you, you play your two, then you go on. It's like next week, FIU will come to Murfreesboro to play the guys while the middle women will be at FIU. So it's a mirrored schedule all the way through the conference uh, season this year. It's 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 really I mean it's 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 smart I mean that's the the best way to put it it's the but I, I'm I'm glad that we're able to get these games in you know how they got to get yeah. in yeah and it's gonna I think what's gonna be interesting from a coaching and and from a you know an actual basketball standpoint is you know how are the teams you know you're you're, you're putting in your game plan right now. Like, I just left, and Coach McDevitt and the guys there on the practice floor putting in whatever they, you know, their plan for FAU on Friday night. Well, whatever happens on Friday happens. You only have about an hour on the floor the next morning to be able to make any adjustments. And, and, and you know, and talking to Nick is, you know, it's too short of a window to go in and, and do a bunch of changes or whatever. You might hold a, a set back, you know, special play or something like that. But, you know, you're, you're this deep into the season now. You're a month into it, uh, and, and pretty much you are what you are. And you've just got it, to – it's going to come down to, to execution and, and, and being able to get your game plan onto the floor – so it, it will be interesting to see how teams react from one day to the next. And, you know, do you, is, is there a – whoever loses on Friday night, is there a real sense of urgency to come back? You know, are, are they going to be like a, a cornered animal the next day thinking, oh, my gosh, we, you know, you got to come back and, and, and salvage a game out of, this, out of this weekend series. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And, you know, like I said, a lot of most leagues outside of the Power Five this year are doing something similar to this schedule where you're playing on back-to-back days against the same opponent. We're speaking with Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders. He is presented by the law offices of Blake Kelly. Um, Blake specializes in accident and injury law. You can reach him on his Facebook, on his Instagram, or you can give him a call at 615-305-4539. Chip, as you, as you mentioned, um, after that Friday game, teams coming out like cornered animals, but that aside, given the short window to prepare for that second game, which you anticipate a lot of sweeps? You know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. This is a you know, we're going into a new, uh, a new type of thing. Uh, you know, by doing it this way. The other thing is, uh, and we've obviously seen it uh, as far as home court or home field advantage. Uh, you know, does it go away uh, in some sense? Because it's it's almost like you're playing in an AAU tournament or something. Mm-hmm. Because Nobody has fans right now other than just a handful of family members, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, I think the I, I would 
suggest that at the end of the year, I think if you compared this basketball season with last year's basketball season, the percentage of home winners versus road winners is going to be much closer this year than last. I think because that that emotional lift that teams get at home uh, in normal times uh, is going to be gone. Uh, and, and yeah, you're in familiar surroundings, that kind of thing. But you know, when you've got that you know six zero run going, and the opponent has to call a timeout, well, you know, a lot of times your your fans can keep that going and keep that momentum going. You know, now it's just going to you know it's going to kind of all even out a little bit, I, I think. But uh, we'll just have to see how how it goes. It's going to be something to watch. Hey, you know, everything is something to watch at this point because, I mean, crap, you can't you can't take anything for granted, any kind of scheduling. You can't take any, you know, oh, we're, we're supposed to play on Friday, but, heck, it's Monday. Who knows? And, oh, I, uh, I know, exactly. And, and, uh, we, we what have, are you going to do? Today was a test. Yeah, today was a test day for, for, the, the, for, for the basketball team. They will test again early Wednesday morning uh, so they can have results back uh, before they get on the plane on, on Thursday morning and uh, to head down. So they're testing three times a week. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think this morning, I, I mean, for me, I, I don't, I have to test, I test twice a week when I travel. And I think I counted up between football and now in basketball. This was my, I think my 18th test that I've this morning. So I'm extremely careful about, you know, going out because, I mean, it's what I do. And, and I, I don't need to, you know, I'm very careful, wear my mask and, you know, do, my, do whatever I need to do because, you know, and everybody's got to be smart because if you want to continue to play and, my case continue to broadcast you you gotta you gotta keep keep those negative tests rolling in now are you traveling yes that that's the plan so i I will be i'm traveling and everybody in our league right now all schools are allowing visiting radio uh at this point everybody has a little bit different uh uh little bit different protocols uh but mainly uh they're all pretty much the same uh if you are if if the broadcast position is by the floor uh you typically are required to be in the same in a testing protocol uh Mm. for instance at our place we've now moved the radio locations up on the track level at murphy center which does not require the broadcasters to be uh, in, in the same testing protocol as the players because they're not within that 25-foot bubble of the floor. But, uh, like, for instance, when I go to FAU this weekend, you know, knock on wood that that's where I'm at, uh, is that I'll I'll have to wear uh, either a mask or a shield, and I'm going to choose to wear a shield uh, simply because I don't sound muffled uh you know, when I do that. So that's, you know, we, we just, we had a group email go around all of our broadcasters around our conference and everybody chimed in with what their, 
protocols are at their building and all that. So, so yep, we're, uh, that's the plan off and running this week. Well, good luck and enjoy your time in uh, South Florida. Yeah, in, in Boca Raton. And we're, you know, if you've got to spend a New Year's <laughs> Eve somewhere on the road in Conference USA, uh, you know, uh, there, Boca is right at the top of the list of, of spots that uh, aren't too bad to be. Yeah, they, there are far worse places. It's uh, no doubt. Uh, Chip, we, we yeah. They, by the we, way, I, I have checked. I have checked the weather. It's supposed to be uh, eighty-two on uh, Thursday and seventy-eight on Friday. Okay, well, of course you've checked cut, the weather. Cut, yeah, <laughs> cut his cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. I'm, I'm hey, not listening to this. To this, nope. Hey, not, Chip. Not before, before we do let you go, we've not had a chance to talk to you since the news came down that. Um, MTSU quarterback Asher O'Hara is now former MTSU quarterback Asher O'Hara. He went into the um, transfer portal um, a little bit ago. Uh, obviously, the 21 football season is forever away at this point, but what does that do to depth at that position and the prospects there for next year? Well, you know, that's it's interesting. Uh, I, I was a little surprised, but in this this year, uh, not totally shocked um, because uh, what we're seeing in the transfer portal, uh, I'll, I'll use a 2020 word, is unprecedented um, <laughs> because, you know, there's well over a thousand uh, players that are in the transfer portal uh there's going to be not enough places to land as there are players trying to land. And mm -hmm. I think Asher will, you know, will, Asher's a smart guy. He probably, uh, my guess would be he may already, you know, I think the, the ones who have, who have gone into the transfer portal, the smart ones, already know where they're going. Uh, and that may be the case with him. I don't know. Um, and uh, and I, I think you look back at, uh, this early signing period uh, and talking to Coach Stocksville even beforehand and in the last couple of coaches shows we had, we kind of were talking about, okay, what should fans expect middle to do in the early period? He goes, don't look for middle to sign very many. And they only signed three. Um, number one, everybody who is a, everybody, whatever year you are this year, You'll you can come year. back and be that in that same class next year. So uh, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, uh, but the schools don't have to – I mean, you may say, okay, I'm coming back. The schools don't necessarily have to honor your scholarship. Now, uh -oh. what I think is the, is the case to try to get more upperclassmen, I think middle is going to go heavy, heavy, heavy into the transfer portal this year to bolster, uh, that's where the, the biggest part of their signing class is going to come. And I think, you know, you may, with Asher leaving, I'm not sure that your starting quarterback for next Labor Day weekend is even on campus yet. Hey, that's a, you know, something to watch is that. That's going to be a lot of fun as a, you know, as we observe 
from the outside of college football. JT yeah, Stroud. Fun to observe. You know, <laughs> I mean, JT Stroud going to Colorado, you know, he, he announced yesterday that obviously, you know, he was in the portal and then he's going to Colorado. So it's going to be a lot of fun for folks like us on the radio to talk about. Uh, maybe not so much. It's, for it's these not going to be though. a lot of fun for coaches. I don't think, because again, just thinking about that, the fact that, not only do you not know who your quarterback is, but you don't know where your quarterback is. It's it's. it's I mean, be you, wild. you may. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you may have that deal already done with a player who's coming from somewhere else. But I, what the one thing it does, it changes the whole dynamic of your recruiting process. I mean, you've got it like if you almost have to go to an NFL model now because they have college scouts and then they have pro scouts who scout other teams. You got to do the same thing in college now. You've got to have your high school scouts and your college scouts because you know you've got to you've got to have a good handle on players from across the country that are already in college that may all of a sudden show up in the transfer portal, and you've got to have your homework done on them immediately. Yep, it's uh, he, the world is changing, Chip. The world is changing. And uh, I'm glad we got some college football in because we're going to talk about more college football on the other side of a break. But, Chip, thanks so much for joining us. We, we had you for a long time today, and we appreciate the time. It was, uh, it was fun. Good deal. I appreciate it, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy thanks, New Chip, Year you to too. you. We'll talk to you next week. That is the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. Brought to you each week by the Law Office of Blake Kelly, specializing in accident and injury law across the mid-state. Give him a call, 615-305-4539, or just find him on Facebook or Instagram. He'll be happy to help you at any time. Like I said, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the Music City Bowl. It has been canceled. Uh, Did we see the best bowl game of the year over the weekend? Quite possibly. What bowl matchups are headed your way? All that and more on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. As we hang out with you here on Monday, post-Christmas. By the way, JP, um, y'all are going to love this. So, before Christmas Day, there was not a single thing under my tree. 
my tree is now full of presents waiting to go home to uh, to Alabama this weekend. And none of them are for you. None of them are for me. Uh, Sarah's present, her her big present, is supposed to. It, it should have already been here, but it's supposed to be here either today or tomorrow. Uh, so that would that will be nice when when that gets here. But um, one of the presents under the tree is for JP. What? Yeah. Stop it. No, really. We 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 were out. Um, we we were looking through some stuff and uh, found something that you just couldn't live without. Mm-mm. See, Mo, that's that's a great friend. When they buy you a gift, they tell you ahead of time, so it gives so me that time you can go buy to go them get one. him one. <laughs> that, smart. Didn't think about that. I just want you to know that you know you, you have a week of preparation of you know building up to the excitement wait. of what could this. Be. Yeah, something that I could not live without. You couldn't live without it. Is it breakable? It is not. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that lets that out. All right. I'm, hmm. I'm just saying. Uh, oh no! It's it, no. It, it is not uh, liquid either. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll say yeah, Mo. It could have been plastic. <laughs> mm. no, 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 he no. would never buy. No. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> no. No. You, you do. It couldn't you be do like me. You, you do appreciate our friendship, then, huh? <laughs> Good Lord. That would be terrible. A, who would you hor- do? Uh. That's how you know I don't like you. If I buy you whiskey that comes in a plastic bottle. In a bottle, plastic bottle. Like <laughs> yeah. Who does that's that? That's not. I mean, Fireball. That's about it. It's about the only thing that I'll buy that comes in a plastic bottle. And that's because it's delicious with Dr. Pepper. That's it. And when you need normally some med when you need some medicine, yeah, yeah. it's always good. Keep it in the oh, freezer, man. It's easier in the freezer in the plastic mm. bottle. There you exactly. Go. Um, so a third southeastern conference team has had to cancel its bowl game due to COVID nineteen issues, and it's unfortunate because uh, one would think that you know some of these teams who have had to cancel could mesh up and play. But unfortunately for teams like UAB, who is scheduled to play South Carolina in the Gasparilla Bowl, uh, they're, they're gone. They're, they're at home. They didn't practice. They didn't have uh, bowl practices and that sort of thing. So it's just it's unfortunate for teams like Iowa, who was planning to come down here to Nashville, uh, this week and they will not be playing now so who was just, tennessee supposed to play they were west virginia they're, liberty they're bowl. to play west virginia in the liberty bowl and now army will play west virginia in the liberty bowl. That's right. okay yeah yeah so, so that happened early enough mm-hmm. that they could get a replacement but and and there was a natural replacement because Right. Army should have been in a bowl anyway. Correct. So. And it, it's like uh, Benjamin Albright, uh, NFL writer, tweeted. He said, you know, we've all come down with spotted fever. 
<laughs> we are polka dot fever is what, what he said. And, uh, you know, we, we just can't play. So let Army take our spot. And that's essentially what South Carolina did. They were like, ah, we, we have issues. We can't play. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, their issues were that they were two and eight. Yeah, exactly, and didn't they didn't want that UAB smoke? Apparently, <laughs> well, well, you know, if you're two and eight going into a bowl, then there's the possibility that you finish up two and nine. And did you really want that? So, <laughs> yeah. not at all, not at all. Yeah. Um, we so the the Music City Bowl has now been canceled, nixed, done, kaput. <laughs> Any other? Any other words? Yet. <laughs> uh, none of it, it will not happen, unfortunately. And um, but one bowl game that did happen over the weekend was the Cure Bowl. And if that wasn't the best college football game of the season, I don't know what was. The bar has been set. It. it it was exactly what we expected to see when college game day came to town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that it didn't happen that day, but I'm glad we got it. Right. And I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty shocked that the fighting Hugh freezes got the win. I was really hoping to see coastal Carolina win that ball game. And yeah, did not turn out that way. <laughs> But um, regardless, great to see two G5 teams on that stage like that and to perform the way they did, you know, under under the – probably under the brightest lights that either of them have been under this season. So I would love to know the, the um, rake, ratings for that game. Because again, you know, we when we talked, would you watch a G five playoff? That's, a, I mean, that was a G five semifinal game right there. Sure, I mean, and if you had say Cincinnati, like you said, and San BYU Jose or, or, some, whatever, or something like whatever. that in the other one, then Cincinnati Liberty G five championship. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it, those are the type of games that you're going to get at that level, and they're a lot of fun to watch because. They're while they may not be the best of the best in college sports athletically, they typically play really well together. And obviously, you know, they're not going to be perfect. They're they're going to have some, I guess, turnovers, things like that that you wouldn't see maybe at the the highest level of college football but it's still a lot of fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, while you say that, I mean, again, Hugh Freeze made made the comment. Uh, they, um, what, they went two and one against Power Five teams this year, Liberty did? Is that right? Uh, yes. And, and, and the one loss was at NC State, I think, and it was one possession. I mean... Malik Willis is a transfer from Auburn, I think, the quarterback down there. Um, Dude was legit. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got some athletes that aren't necessarily Power 5 athletes, but they, you know, on any given night, 
could yeah. give Beat those folks Syracuse. some problems. Yeah. Went went to the Orange Dome, got a win. Went to Blacksburg, Virginia, got a win over Virginia Tech, and then lost by one point to North Carolina State. So it's, I mean, Liberty I mean, is got, as good as anybody. You you have to give those guys their props, and obviously Coastal Carolina has done what they've done all year. I think the one thing that you find there is that the teams at the top level of G5, if there is a such thing, they seem to be a little bit more quarterback-driven, I think, than maybe some of your Power 5 teams. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. uh, it just feels like the quarterback kind of defines them, Grayson McCall for Coastal. Um, Willis for Liberty, and and a lot of times it feels like the teams go as their quarterback goes more so than at the higher quote higher levels of play. And I think that's something that you see at any any secondary level, like the arena stuff that I always liked. You know, I always watched that. But the best teams always had the best quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Of course, obviously, arena ball is quarterback driven, but you know it's the it's not you're not necessarily going to see a team that uh, just because they have you're not going to see many game manager quarterbacks lead those G five teams to ten and one records. Right, right. They're going to be ballers. They're going to be playmakers, dual threat guys, typically. Other than Tyler Johnston, apparently at UAB. Because that kid, he's not a great quarterback, but uh, <laughs> but UAB does well, so there's that. And yeah. even Grant Wells at at Marshall, he's not really a a great quarterback. Which we saw how we saw them in their bowl game, and uh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, <laughs> they lost yeah. to Buffalo in, in the in the uh, the Camellia Bowl. But yeah, you just you're right. You just don't see a lot of you know G five teams that are going to go. 10 and 1 uh 11 and 0 something like that without a really really good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So um you know no congrats today though. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're you were saying no, congratulations. I was just, <laughs> just going to say congratulations to the Flames and to end up from uh Independence graduate Troy Henderson who's on that Liberty team. I looked for him the other night um while I was watching the game and did not see him. Not sure what his season has been like. Obviously, twenty twenty has been different for everybody. But I don't know what kind of um, playing time he got this year. But he's up there in Lynchburg and playing on a pretty good team. Yeah, there. I mean, again, ten and one. What? What more can you ask for other than eleven and zero? I guess. Uh, we do have. Do, we don't have any games today. No games today. Um, but there are two games tomorrow. And Is there a Monday night I game tonight? There is. It's Buffalo and New England. I hope Buffalo doesn't wear those already. I hope they do, just, just so that you'll be mad at them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding, man. Somebody's getting a plastic bottle for New Year's. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there would have been some games today, I think. Um, 
but they've all been canceled. Hmm. Uh, the military bowl was supposed to be today. Um, I believe so. Yeah, that game was canceled. So instead, we got we have um, the Gasparilla Bowl was supposed to be today, and the Oops. Guaranteed Rate Bowl and the Independence Bowl. So oh, plenty goodness. of games were, were scheduled. Every game today was canceled. So if you were if you were scheduled to play on Monday, December twenty eighth, uh, well, I, I guess it was just a bad day to be scheduled to play. <laughs> That's wild. Wow. Um, so there were tomorrow, supposed to be four games today, and instead there are no. Oh, games. Uh, yes, that's correct. Actually, the Gasparilla Bowl was scheduled for Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, so okay. was the Independence Bowl and the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Ah, All I'll scheduled for Saturday. Ooh. Canceled. There you go. Mm-hmm. It was the Military Bowl oh, was so scheduled for so, today. There was one game today. So, JP, what you're telling me is we have a co-host who can't read? Yes. Add that to his symptoms? <laughs> Well, I just I missed the I missed <laughs> the um, the header here that said Saturday, December twenty sixth. Uh, yeah, um, at a glance, it could be a little uh, confusing. It's confusing. The mothership's website is not easily read. Mm. Let's put it that way. No, it's not. You, yeah. So there's that. Um, Suddenly, it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but tomorrow we have Oklahoma State, Miami, and the Cheez It Bowl in Orlando. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a game to watch. Uh, Texas and Colorado in the Valero Alamo Bowl it's supposed to be uh, tomorrow night at eight o'clock. So, two really good games on Tuesday. Tuesday night football is the best night for football. I'm just saying. Miami, Miami fans have got to be really excited because over the weekend it was announced that De'Eric King is coming back. Mm-hmm. For next year, so I mean, it's a big. I'm not sure what other, I'm not sure what choice he had in this particular class, if that makes sense. Uh, it makes perfectly good sense, but still, <laughs> you know, just because it was the best choice doesn't mean it was the choice he was going to make either. There's that. I mean, you know. Oh man! So yeah, plenty of. Bowl games tomorrow, unfortunately, none tonight. So you'll have to watch the NFL if you want to watch some football. Uh, or you can watch <laughs> yeah. NFHS Network oh, like I'll probably be doing. Um, yeah, I just I, – Buffalo and New England doesn't really do it for me. So I doubt I will be watching Yeah, no, I'm tonight. not really feeling that either. So <laughs> there's that. It'll be interesting to see what the ratings are on that game when you consider that um, the Patriots have been eliminated from postseason consideration. There's that. Yeah, that's that's something to pay attention to. It's yeah. whatever. All right, so let's take a quick break. It is 10 minutes to the top of the hour here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we come back, we've got some news we want to share with you. It's uh, really exciting, and we are pumped to tell you about it. So stay tuned for breaking news on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. 
Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Six minutes to the top of the 11 o'clock hour here on this Monday. We've made it through, and we are excited about the rest of the day as we have plenty of high school hoops action. Obviously, keep it uh, keep your tabs on sm-tnsports.com for results from those matchups. As soon as we get them in, we will share them with you on the website and on Twitter and everywhere else. But uh, some big news. And uh, really excited to tell you guys about it. Um, with with all that has happened in 2020, uh, the starting of this website and radio show and everything that we have have done we are we we've been we've been pretty blessed mo um as odd as that sounds maybe not as blessed as we would like to be <laughs> but you know i i've been really happy with the way that we have been able to navigate such a turbulent year and that, that's a great way to put it and i'd you know in reflection i'd agree wholeheartedly we've um battled and um kind of been able to make the best of an awkward situation to say the least it, it has been, it, and it was, it was very awkward st- getting started because we weren't, you know, we didn't know if high school sports were even going to be a thing in 2020, and we started a website focused on based on high, high school, school sports. sports. <laughs> <laughs> Might not have been and, the smartest thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, as we all know, I'm a betting man, and we we bet and won on 2020 high school sports, and we uh. We've been able to to make, I guess, um, lemonade out of the lemons mm. we were given. So, thank you. And none of it would be possible though without you guys, our listeners, our readers. Uh, we appreciate you more than you know uh, here in the Southern Middle Tennessee area. Uh, our big news comes. Uh, in 2021, beginning Monday, is it Monday? 
January 4th? It is. is that Monday, Monday, January the 4th. Okay, just making sure. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, Monday, January 4th, uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today will be broadcast over in Winchester, Tennessee. And our new affiliate, WZYX, will carry the show live every weekday, 9 to 11 a.m. And we are so excited to reach into a, a new area of the state. Even though WKOM reaches over there, uh, we will certainly be able to, to, to expand the reach of this show. And we're so excited uh, for that so what's that frequency jp uh i knew you were going to ask me that my apologies uh there are a uh, a couple um am and fm uh frequencies we'll uh, we'll have more details uh coming yeah, soon it's, um it, it's 94.5 and 95.3 yeah it's wzyx the eagle and um i believe the eagle um the eagleradio.net i believe is their website we'll 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 have more details certainly uh, before uh, the week is out sure but uh but we will be on uh on over in winchester super pumped about that and i know the the eight triple a fans will be happy for, oh, absolutely. for more coverage over there Oh, absolutely. We'll be able to get some Franklin County coverage, some some Huntland coverage, home of the late great Johnny Majors, among others. The Hornets. So, yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Again, we couldn't we couldn't do this without you, our listeners. So thank you so much for listening. We will have obviously if you missed any part of the show, podcast will be up later. Um, and we will certainly have more on the rundown. That'll be up later today as well. So uh, check out podcasts wherever you listen. Um, just search SM-TN Sports today. So we'll be back tomorrow and uh, this week on right here on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. We appreciate you guys listening. Stay tuned right here for some political talk, if that's your thing. If not, we appreciate it. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay cool, Columbia.